Excellent. So here we are on the Wednesday evening, July the 13th, 2022. The Wednesday gathering with questions and answers with the Elohim. Although, at this point, Terry Brown is hospitalized in Arizona in Phoenix, as far as I know. And we will not be able to have a live conversation with our sources. So what we will be doing instead is listening to a replay. Muted. And Wynn isn't here either. So I'm just going to go over to our console and play a past recording. Let's see this So this is from like two months ago. Thank you all. This is May 18th, 2022. Winfrey and Terry Brown in Sedona, Arizona. And we're going to do a channeling tonight. Terry is an amazing channel. We have been talking to an amazing source through her, two amazing sources that have given us so many um, wise and breakthrough understandings of how the universe works. This is not like a psychic reading. It's beyond psychic. Uh, I, uh, I would call it if somebody asked a question about themselves, it would be more like a soul-level reading. And they don't take away your power in the way a psychic might. Now, I'm not saying there's no value in psychic readings, but they don't tell you what to do. They kind of give you, usually, they give you guidance to um, figure out what to do using your own discernment. And sometimes people ask esoteric questions. And those are kind of amazing. If you're on BBS and you get a question in right now, I'll consider asking it, okay? And you send the questions to this email. Questions at intelligent-infinity.com. And uh, I'll make a note that Terry's been a little bit under the weather for the last week. And she seems to be feeling a lot better today. But let me check in on her before we start. Are you there, Terry? Yeah, I'm here. How's your under the weather today? Well, I, I did really good until um, my energy went down, but I've been trying to build it back up and breathe and stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well... Well, I hope she gives the best answers tonight, because when she's really tired... No, it seems like they're always good, you know? 
And right now, we invoke a group energy connection. As of all of us here on the line, all of you on BBS that would like to have that experience, and the sources that we've been engaged with for 20 years. A group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. And we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have our sources present? Yes. Uh, this is the Ba'an. We are an aspect of the Elohim group on the Wagu, and we come together. Uh, we aren't a fixed group. We come together as needed. So if a particular um, type of a reading is uh, needed, then uh, we can refer to that particular aspect of us to come through. If we ever see anything that doesn't make total sense, disregard it, as it is not meant for you at that time. Maybe some later time it would make sense. So you better take it under submission. Um, we welcome each and every other, every person on the call, and we delight in connecting with those that wish to be connected with do you have questions? Yes, May I make a comment before you begin? Who is that? Yes. This is Juliet. Kathleen. I just wanted oh, Juliet. to make a comment. Yeah. Um, when the sources said that to help Terry's uh, cough, you needed clean, clean, clean. I believe they were referring to more than just cleaning the air, but cleaning all the surfaces, the upholstery, the floor, the walls, the bathroom, et cetera, as being an aid to helping relieve and restore your health. I agree. We've actually started on that, okay? But let, let me tell Good. you, Julia, it would have been better to submit that as a question rather than interrupt at that point because if everyone oh, no, so I'm sorry it's just that you know if everyone thinks every, we have the ability for people to interrupt and if people think that's okay we'll start having chaos okay, okay I but, apologize but I'm thank sorry. you for caring thank you for caring and clarification well, thank, you. thank you for that and, and that's what I've been getting to and this is Terry good thank you mm-hmm. Okay, and let's see here. For the first question, we have kind of an esoteric question from Don Herman. Could the sources clarify the difference between such terms as human, not not the word human, but these are all 
referring to humans. Soul, higher self, higher mind, etc. Thank you, Don. Thank you. Human is the body and the person all working together to create uh, the person in the third density um, realm, in, in the physical realm. The soul is a matrix that guides the human, and after the human body dies, then the soul uh, reverts to take the control and the um, mastership of the future. The higher self is a aspect of the human and, and the soul working together to come in and provide higher information where needed to um, supplement the guidance for the individual to bring in through to the best result. The higher mind this we would look at as being the mind of the higher self. Thank you. And when you said the higher self brings in information, okay, does that mean the conscious mind? Guidance. Does that guidance come to the conscious self as intuitive flashes, or how does it, how is it accessed by the human? The human can get intuitions and uh, flashes of, oh, you know, this would be the best way to progress. Um, don't worry, uh, everything's under control. Uh, everything is going to be all right. It, it's just what guidance is needed by the mm-hmm. body complex and, and the soul and the being all working together. Okay. Now, we have three questions from Edna, and it kind of um, connects with Don's questions, and it leads me to want to ask some questions, okay? So the first question is, it seems to me that my transition of my body to the fourth density will only be possible once I have died in the third density. Is this the case? 
We look at this. We see that you are a higher density being, and that uh, so you are speaking not of your beingness, but you're speaking of your body. We see certain things are uh, strapping your body into certain ways of being. We don't wish to give you uh, the guidance that it would be impossible to move into a fourth density body here. Okay. And the next question from Edna is... If I need to die and exit this body first in order to appear in the fourth density, and I am right now on transition, would it mean that I am about to leave this third density? We don't see these strong guidelines, these strong strapping um, barriers to jumping over to something else. We don't see that. Mm-hmm. And the last question is, would it be possible to move my body back and forth from the third to the fourth density while existing here on Earth? We would say, and you could start in your dream state to get the feel of it. Yes. Okay, now I, I had some questions that I wanted to ask. And it seems like people are trying to... We have a third density experience where we have a consciousness and an awareness of things in the third density. And everybody in third density has that. And when you go into fourth density, it doesn't mean you have to leave third density. And the relationship with fourth density is seems to me that you start connecting with your intuitive part and you can sense things that you couldn't normally sense uh, with your third density mind, but you're still in the third density. And, you know, I think people look at it like, okay, I'm now transitioned to fourth density. It's like I have a whole new set of things in my conscious mind, and it's different than third density. 
And my experience is it seems like you don't have to lose your third density experience and you have to develop your intuitive aspect. And also, you have to ground your third density experience so you're not left kind of, oh, what's the word? Um, feeling empty here, okay? In other words, you can feel empty. You can feel like I'm not in love. I don't have someone to love. I'm not making enough money. Uh, and and it fills you with unhappiness, which then kind of blocks the into, into intuitive aspect of connecting with the higher aspects of yourself. And in some way or another, you, you have to fulfill the things in third density that you're hungry to fulfill, or you have to let them go completely to be able to let your intuitions. If you notice, something about intuitions is sometimes it's like you're sitting there daydreaming and suddenly a thought comes into your mind and you say, that's it, and, and another thought. And you start getting the information from the higher density and maybe it's from your higher self while you're still here. And you don't have to, like, like it's not like getting into one of those transporters in Star Trek, Star Trek, where you're suddenly ending up in a fourth density. And am I, am I accurate here in the way I'm presenting this? You have this? a very good grasp of how this works, where you um, start to build your connections with fourth density while you're here in the third density. The more connections you can build in the fourth density um, area, the more you will feel at home in fourth density and the faster you will arrive. Mm-hmm. And that uh, you can build fourth density relationships with other people when you have a little bit of um, understanding how it works. And that's the way, that's the way you get to hold fourth density in a more solid way in third density by the fourth density relationships you build. And they would be very loving relationships, you know? Because, you know, I hear people coming to our calls sometimes say, I think I'm in fourth density now, or I'm in fifth density. And, you know, it's kind of like they take it like a status symbol of some sort, you know? And I don't think they're getting it right, but, you know. You may comment on that? Well... If they have the feeling of being in fourth density, and, and they can be excited about it, then. but um, 
keep building and not trying uh, to make a tower of it, just uh, connecting here and connecting there and building a network in the fourth density area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like when you look away and just immerse yourself in the here and now and the experiences of the here and now and uh, you start opening up to your intuitions and Sometimes people can have, this is me, me speculating here, so I'll ask you to confirm it. Sometimes people can have had a, touched into fourth density or even higher, but they have some kind of leftover karmic pattern that they have not fulfilled in third density. And, you know, in the past week, we have been reading and looking at the raw channeling and the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, where they said something like, uh, don't think the things that happen are random, that if somebody ends up in your life, that... um, provokes a certain pattern in you that maybe you don't like that pattern, that it was part of something to go through to free yourself from the pattern. And if you avoid the pattern, you could end up being trapped into this realm. Even when you've had... uh, a connection with fourth density. Does the Rod Roop know what I'm referring to in healing the original wound? Yes. um, One of the things in healing the original wound is the isolation and uh, the disconnection one feels, although it isn't possible to disconnect from um, the one infant creator, but they are trying to put it there and they feel it is there. So they are uh, trapping themselves in, in a yeah. false condition. Yes. I mean, the connection with the one infinite creator is so present that you can miss it. (laughs) And you see all the shadows around it. And if you can penetrate through the shadows, you can make the connection. I don't know. Does Uh that sound right? Yes? Yes. Okay. We do see for Edna to um, 
ask for uh, guidance in her dream state on uh, experiencing some experiences in fourth density while in dream state. Yeah. You know, interestingly enough, you know, just recently, there's, there's been periods where I got a lot of messages in my dream state. And I believed, especially in the first six months, when um, I asked the question where I said, I know I exist in higher dimensions. I know I've had all these synchronicities. Uh, is there a way that you can recommend that I can connect with the higher dimensions that I know I exist in? And the answer was, um, and this was through, through Daphne, they said, write your dreams down. And that night, I said, okay, I put a pad in my hand, <laughs> a pen, and I left a little light on, and I went to sleep, and then I kept waking up, and it was like I was daydreaming, but I would write down whatever was in my mind. And in the morning, when I looked at that pad, I was totally astounded, because it was as if, Someone was talking to me and giving me guidance. And, uh, and, and recently, <laughs> I wasn't trying too hard, but we, we were going through something, and Terry and I, and we had kind of made a big breakthrough in understanding and then in the middle of that I I heard this message it's like let's see Terry knows what the message was I, I said it there, there will be bumps in the road there will be bumps in the road and it was like one of those things that uh, it's okay that there's bumps in the road and just go through it, okay? And, um, right. And if I may ask, was that coming from the rod group? Yes. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for all the messages you've given me. And uh, so, you know, it's kind of like standing on the edge of third and fourth density. And you look this way, you're looking at third density. You look that way, you're looking at fourth density. And um, and it's not bad to look at third density. It's like you're in third density. You have to look at third density, okay? And... Um, and when you graduate this realm, a lot of people that were in fourth density come back in this realm to help here. And and they have to, like, figure out how to negotiate being on the edge of third density 
and fourth density into the highest service, you know, which can be a challenge. Next question. This is from Ken near Toronto, I believe. Is there a way of mixing a mineral or energy to stop the radiation from nuclear waste from power plants? If you replace the electron bands that have been stripped from the nuclear material, the material will adjust and not be radioactive. Of course, the question is, how do you strip it? How do you strip the bands? Well, you strip the bands by bombarding them well if you take the nuclear material and you put it in a container with the nuclear, the the, uh, electrons that have been stripped, you put it back, then the nuclear material will stop trying to steal the Nuclear, the, the um, electrons from anything it can touch. Thank you. Are there people that know how to do this now and can do this? Some people. I've been experimenting with it. We uh, do not wish to go into who and where. Okay. All right. Question from Gioti. And as, as people on the call probably know who are regulars, Jody is someone that has extremely difficult issues with, I don't know if we call them negative attacks of beings in other dimensions that hassle her, of uh, ETs that are able to access her, 
and uh, and she has really been working and asking questions on how to get out of that influence. And so she's asked for more questions today, and I'm going to ask them. Do I have a portal or hole that I have any control over that makes me vulnerable to interference? Uh, yes, you do. Uh, in the past, you have opened portals uh, in an attempt to connect in other realms and connect in other ways and learn more. And uh, you have opened up uh, some uh, difficult connections. Uh, you can close the portal. You can um, picture the weakness or vulnerability uh, disappearing, dissipating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I make a little footnote here. For people that are really ambitious, that want to have phenomena and connection in other realms, that kind of ambition has the potential to bring in a negative source. Am I correct in that? Yes, it does. That is correct. Yes. And you also, when you work in the inner realms, uh, which DOT we feel that you do, uh, that opens you up to um, negative influences that are operating in the inner realms, and they do not have the same code of ethics um, as those outside. So when you're sitting around saying, give me some phenomena, give me some phenomena, talk to me, it may not be a good thing to do. And let it come. You may bring in a negative source. Yes. Okay, next question from Jyoti. Is there still any influence from my grandfather still influencing or interfering with me? Mm. Give us a moment. Yes, we feel that there is still influence from your grandfather. Mm-hmm. And, if uh, you get the um, get the resonance of your grandfather and ask him to uh, stop. Okay. So this influence is not necessarily a positive influence. Oh, I'm asking that, so uh, just leave it stand, okay? Next question. Is the targeting from directed energy weapons and the synthetic entity entangled in the separate issues? 
Could you read it one more time? Okay. Now, let me just say that she's saying these things as if they're true, but she believes they're true, and maybe they're not. So if there's another way of understanding it, then I'm sure it's okay for you to say it. Is the yeah, if, it, if you, if, uh, when you run a new question, even if it's the same uh, one from, uh, even if it's from GLT, um, could you please indicate this is a question from GLT? Uh, because uh, when you say, okay, this is a question, um, then we're kind of searching for whose question is it. So if you could indicate each time. Okay, yeah, this, this, is, from, this is from Jyoti. These are three questions from Jyoti. Is the targeting from directed energy weapons and the synthetic entity entangled in the separate issues? Yes. Yes. And I would just like to ask the question, uh, and it's a general question here, what happens when a directed energy weapon is, is focused on a person? It depends upon the purpose of the directed energy uh, weapon. Uh, it could be anything from trying to uh, wipe the person out, to stop the person, uh, to uh, bring back information about the person. Um, there are um, there's satellite targeting. Um, Which are okay. to bring energy in. And, 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 and the next question is, what is a synthetic entity? She uses that terminology, and I assume she means it's an entity without a soul of some sort. I don't know. Um, AI entity of some sort? Uh, uh, it can you know? be an AI entity. Uh, that is uh, gathered together out of various materials, uh, out of even fragments, sulfur fragments, and are um, uh, seeking what kind of influence they can create. Mm-hmm. And that means some is some organic entity controlling the synthetic entity normally? Not necessarily. Okay. And the next question is from Dharmananda, okay? And his question is, oh, wait. We have a question from Bonnie. Let me ask Bonnie's question, and then we'll do Dharmananda's question. I have been asking 
for a balance of energies on the whole planet healing call. A balance of energies in all the right places, in all the right measures. Is it sufficient to ask in these generic way, this generic way, or would it be better to direct our intention to more specific areas or locations or types of energies? Can you suggest how we can word this request for the greatest good? And thank you. If you start out big with the broad balancing of all energies uh, in your life cycle, in your a larger world, uh, in uh, your local area, uh, start out with uh, balancing and uh, and see what comes up about minor adjustments. Thank you. And this is from Dharmananda. Right now, I am in terrible pain, neck, shoulders, and hips. I don't like pain pills because the pain seems worse after they wear off. Can you do anything else to help me get out of pain? And if you don't mind, I'm just going to ask, tag on to that or add any other suggestion of how to deal with this. Thank you. We noted that um, the the, uh, testimonials concerning the product people have mentioned have had some success, so you might try that, and we will add comfort ease and compatibility uh, between areas in your joints with each other. You know, sometimes energy healing can help get rid of pain because energy is withdrawn from an area of the body and it stops it from working. Could that be the case with Dharmananda? That energy is withdrawn? Yeah. In other words, if a healer can project energy into your body, which is a fairly common thing with healers, can they help release the kind of pain that Dharmananda goes through? There are many types of healers. Um, sometimes, uh, if you have a pain 
a healer can simply surround the pain and withdraw it from the body, which will eliminate the pain. Okay. But you'd have to find the right person that could do that, I would assume. Right. Okay. Well, those are our questions for tonight. Do you have any comments before we move on to Cold Planet Healing? Thank you. We take a survey of our crew here. We don't just um, answer questions. We continue working in areas um, and we appreciate any follow-up that people have after they ask their question. We appreciate any comments on changes, uh, any uh, thoughts that they might have. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you. In other words, if something helps someone, send me an email. And if you've had success with being helped, and, and I have had many emails that I didn't ask about, but if you've had some success, I will read all those emails to our sources because... Uh, yes. Yeah, yes, because we don't just um, work with uh, someone in in the blue. We we do follow up, and we appreciate further contact about it. And when somebody responds that way, it's the beginning of an ongoing connection. I, I would guess. Okay. Yes. Of sorts. Even even and can if, give us further guidance on how to help yeah. the person. Yes. Uh, you know, when we first started, I just assumed the Elohim knew everything and they knew how people would respond. And, you know, they're in another dimension. The rock group is closer in to understanding human nature than the Elohim group because the rock group had bodies in this realm on Venus a long time ago, and they graduated, and they teamed up on the other side to create a group energy dedicated to helping people who were still stuck in this realm. And we're working with both groups, and that's why uh, the rock group sometimes has certain wisdoms of what it's like to be in this realm and all the dilemmas that come from being in this realm because they've been here and done it. And did I express that accurately? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's an amazing resource. Plus, the Elohim probably has more ability 
to work with you in an energy exchange kind of way, or even work. Many people have had mir- what looks like miracles as a result of our work, and, and I'm not going to document them here, but you know uh, <laughs> that when, particularly the people that are volunteering to do something, end up being watched more closely because you're paying, like on Whole Planet Healing, we have five people, I think, that are volunteers and helping to do all the parts of that call. And I mean, I can't help but notice that they seem to have more results or, or manifestations of a connection. And, uh, and, yet, and, 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 and other people who have made a big connection with our sources, an energetic connection, like uh, Alan Ferguson, for example, seems to have a lot of results when he puts people in the light because he really cares. And uh, every person is developing their own unique connection. This is not a cult. You don't have to believe anything. This is an opportunity to access some of the intelligence in the highest of realms and make a connection with them if you if you want that. So... In any case, is that accurate, what I just said? Terry is shading out at this point. Okay, we're going to, if you're on BBS radio, we are immediately moving into whole planet healing. And if you like the energy you felt on this call, don't touch the dial. Just come stay on it and you'll see a totally different way that we spend an hour in uplifting the vibration of the planet and people on the call. And it's very unique. It's very unique to be having this connection and putting it on in a public way and that anyone that comes in can, uh, Partake of it if they want to. Draw their own conclusions. You don't have to believe anything. And we have a website called, what's it called now? It's called thespiritchannel.net. Thespiritchannel.net, where we have 2,000 of our conversations posted. We've had 175,000 hits. And it's a great way to learn more about what we're doing. And we have covered so many subjects in such a wide range. You can't go wrong. Trust yourself and pick, pick a Wednesday call or a Sunday call. And you'll see they're, they're, they're posted by date starting in 2010, I think, 2009, 2010. 
And it's an amazing resource. Plus, when you play the calls, you get the same energy as when you listen live. At least that's what... All right. Thank you so much, William Terry. And as Vin mentioned, we will go over to Whole Planet Healing. Thank you all for your presence. Unmuted. As are unmuted. And I hope to see you at Whole Planet Healing. Hey, hi. Hi. Yes. Uh, this is Cecil. Uh, I'm expecting company any moment. And if I do, I'm, I'll have to have somebody else uh, take my place. But if, if we can do my if we can do my session section uh, as soon as possible, I can probably get to it. All right. Thanks for the heads up, Cecil. See you on the other side. Thanks. Bye. Hey. All right. Love you all. See you at Hope and Healing. Hopefully, much love to you all. Would you like to say your name and location? All right, you're in BBS Radio Land. Right. Hi, BBS, welcome. There you go. So, let's, let's get going, my dear friends, brothers and sisters. Love to you, Terry Brown. Baby, baby, we love you. Muted. We love you guys. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry about the little late start Hello. there. I had a... Had a guy come over to the home. If we're on BBS, you are. You want me to say? I'll say a few things. Okay. Sounds sounds good. Okay. Do you have background noise, Vin? I guess so. The oh, just Terry beeping. Okay. I think I think it'll go off in a moment. The right. nurse is here, messing around with Terry's uh, accessories. Okay, and so here we go. It is. Uh, July 13th. The recording has started. This is July 13th, 2022. And another version of Whole Planet Healing. And uh, we're on BBS right now. And I I always wonder if anyone's listening to us. But just in case they are, I just make a couple comments. That is, um, if you notice, we're on a conference call, and there's all these people checking in, and they're very friendly, and they're very loving to each other. And and um, this has been a spontaneous experience that developed, which... I couldn't have predicted, and I actually said, oh, my God, people are going to hear this, and they're going to think we're a cult, okay? And um, and here we go. All that beeping you hear is because I'm in the emergency uh, room with my partner, Terry Brown, who's laying conked out on a bed here, and we're in Scottsdale, Arizona, at a hospital. And Terry has been really weak for about six or seven weeks. For a while, started out with a persistent cough, and then they checked her into a hospital, 
after I took her to emergency about two weeks ago in Sedona, and they checked her into a hospital hospital in Cottonwood, and she was there for six days, and she had this condition of having fluid in the space between her lungs and her rib cage, which was then, causing her, yeah. Okay, can you go off of the phone because the noise is very loud on the I'm not on a speakerphone. I'm on my headset. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Just consider that a a mantra in the background, okay? That's what I have have to do to talk. And uh, she had this fluid buildup in her lungs, and they they whisked through the fluid uh, with, with some kind of syringe. And then it built up again, so they put a valve into her chest where they could drain the fluid. And they kept her there for a week and were draining the fluid. Eventually, there was no fluid, and then there was fluid. But they never diagnosed it to the point where they could explain why the fluid was there. They thought it might be pneumonia, whatever. And then they released her, and she still was like, had no energy, she couldn't walk. And they released her to a, a, a nursing home for six days. And, and, uh, and then they released her from the nursing home, and she still, something was wrong. And uh, they wanted her to stay another week in the nursing home, but Medicare wouldn't pay for it at that point. So, a couple days went by, a few days. Actually, it was last Friday they released her, and now it's Wednesday. And uh, I was really worried about her, and I was trying to make what's the right decision. And her oncology doctor uh, is works with this hospital in Scottsdale, and... We give him credit for saving her life four and a half years ago. And Terry really likes him. And he said if we if we checked into emergency, they would check her in at the hospital and he would give her a thorough examination. So that'll probably happen tomorrow. And we're here now. And, um, you know, they go... They're more sophisticated here than they are in the wood. And uh, they've gone through all these tests. And, uh, her white blood cell count is like two, which is low, but not nearly as low as it was when she had the cancer. And that doesn't mean there's not cancer there. But um, it went to like 0.2 or something. And she was very vulnerable to infections when your white blood cell count gets that low. So um, she's going to spend the night here. And either I'll spend the night in the room with her if they let me, or I'll sleep in my car, or I'll check into a motel. I haven't decided. Um, In any case... You're hearing one of the monitoring devices 
beeping in the background. And uh, Jackie in Julian, California, is going to be her our concierge on this call. And we're going to go through a whole bunch of... Um, how should we call it? Um, exercises in planetary healing and personal healing as well. We have been in communication with these group souls on the other side that sometimes do miracles and have demonstrated their ability to flow into the energy of our calls. And they say they are with or paying attention to everyone who's listening and will connect, can connect with you energetically if you're open to that. So pay attention to the energy on the call and I turn it over to Jackie and you're gonna, I'm going to mute myself and you're not going to hear that beep anymore. Thank you so much, Wynn, and thank you for muting yourself because my brain is scrambled right now. But um, in case we didn't say, because I wasn't sure I heard it, it is Wednesday, July 13 of 2022, and I'd like to welcome everyone to this call, including our BBS radio listeners who join us on Wednesdays and Mondays. We really appreciate you all joining us tonight. And on the Whole Planet Healing Call tonight and every evening, this call involves a collaboration of all of you who have joined us tonight, or even if you're listening to a replay. And those same sources that originally contacted Winfrey and uh, Terry Brown many years ago And they're the same sources that you experienced in the prior hour on BBS radio, speaking to to us through Terry Brown in a replay. But what makes the Whole Planet Healing Call unique among the conference calls is due to the involvement of these sources who have indicated that they are paying attention to each and every one of us on this call addressing our personal requests and concerns, as well as adding their energy to our group intentions and requests for healing, primarily the planet, but also for the people, places, and situations that concern us. While, of course, always keeping in mind that the principle of the highest and greatest good of all be considered. And since we... uh, I'd like to uh, thank Wynn for keeping us informed on Terry's progress because we're all holding her so close in our hearts and keeping her in the love light. And we really appreciate um, being up to date with what's going on. So thank you so much, Wynn. Now let's officially begin this call by welcoming Bonnie from Corona, California, who tonight will be reciting our invocation, requesting energetic protection for ourselves, this call, and this work, 
along with a shielding from any negative interference. Bonnie? Thank you. Okay. Father, Mother God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each and every one of us and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through other galaxies, through other solar systems, through our Milky Way galaxy, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies and anchored into the planet. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, who are honoring the law of one to reach down as we reach up, bringing all that we can with us as we co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. And anything not of that nature must leave now. Back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Bonnie. And uh, this is the point in our call when Wynn and Terry usually join us and share their thoughts with us. Now, Wynn gave us an introduction, so I don't know if he wants to pop back in with extra information or not. If you do, Wynn, do it now. Otherwise, I'm going to move back to Bonnie again because Bonnie... um, goes through the archives that are on the spiritchannels.net and she's become here he is hi Lynn <laughs> I, I unmuted myself I'll just say a couple of words the nurse came in and turned that thing off and she walked out and a minute later it went on again so I'll just keep it really brief you know Terry has not been very talkative and driving down here, she was kind of sleeping while we were driving. And Raiden came over early this morning, he was 7.30, to help me move her into the car, because she can't stand. And we got a wheelchair, and I really thank Raiden, if he's on the line, for, for helping. And um, he helped with a friend of his when we brought her back from the uh, nursing home. And I had to get her from the house, from the car, into the bed. And uh, and that was no wheelchair. So we had the three of us carry her. And, um, but I just wanted to say, while we were driving up here, or down here to Scottsdale, Terry was barely awake in the car, and she would reach over 
and she would take my hand and hold it, or she would touch my arm. And there was this beautiful energy between us that just persisted and persisted between our two hearts. And um, I mean, we always have that energy to a certain extent, unless we're fighting. But um, at this point, it was just persisted for an hour. And uh, um, that's all. I just wanted to share that. Back to you, Jackie. And Thank you so much, Wynn. That, that's a really heartwarming uh, story you just told. And thank you, Raiden, for being there for Wynn and Terry. I know we all, according to the law of one, we're all connected, but we sure do wish we were connected physically right now so we could all jump in there and do it whatever we could in person. So next on our call, as I was about to do, we are going to join Bonnie from Corona, California, and she's familiar with the channeled messages archived on the spiritchannel.net, and we have the benefit of hearing one of these messages or something from a compatible resource read for us every evening. Bonnie? Hi, thank you. All right, we are going to visit a call that took place on July 11th, 2011. And this was actually a Monday night call. And the topic of conversation here is the planetary grid. And we don't talk about that much anymore. Uh, But back in the day, uh, the Sunday's calls were all focused on uh, the planetary grid healing. And so we start out here with, after wind calls in the light, uh, we have a greeting from Ra'an through Terry and then follow up with some discussion between wind and Ra'an. So uh, Ra'an greets us. Uh, This is Ra'an, and we greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. It is our joy to enter into the third dimension and entity and to connect with each and every individual that is listening or will read the transcript or will listen to an audio at any later time. Do you have questions? And I just want to add that what they're referring to is that no matter, there is no space or time uh, with these messages, the energy is embedded in between the words. And so it doesn't matter when you are, uh, when you get the message, the energy is still there for us to connect with. So let me continue. So when then says, we called a topic tonight, understanding the grid system, and that there's a bunch of energies around the planet that is termed the grid. I'd like to ask some questions about the grid system 
could you, first of all, share with us from your perspective, what is the grid system? And raw on through Terry responds, thank you. In your system of math or pictures of the earth, there are lines which are drawn, latitude and longitude lines. These are not what we look at as the grid system. These are organized ways of looking at locations on your earth. However, we look at the grid system as electrical potential in the area of the atmosphere above the earth. And these electrical potentials are along the location point of the magnetic north and the south pole and are lines of demarcation where the electrical potential flows into the, we have words that the individual channeling does not know. So they're searching for a word that Terry's not familiar with. The magnetosphere, the lines of flow of electrons from north to south within the electrical grid in the sphere surrounding the Earth. There are certain locations where they enter into the Earth, and then they flow in a direction that is moving from north to, give us a moment, the electrons flow into the Earth, and as the Earth picks up charged particles from the sun, and as it moves in the various locations in relationship to the rest of the solar system, this grid system shifts up to some degree in location. It is a moving flow. It is generally thought that everything is strict and stable. However, everything is created in the now over and over again and is the result of all the energies coming together that keeps it in its certain position. And when asked, uh, continuing this, I just want to make sure that I understood that these grid energies, are they electrical? Are they magnetic? Or are they etheric or a combination of all three? Ra'an, they are a combination of all three as it starts with the etheric and is put into place and the energy held into place by the etheric. Then the movement of the particles and energies through this space creates the magnetic field. It is a creation in progress. And when adds, you know, there is a word that people have used called nodes, N-O-D-E-S. Is that an area of high amplitude? Is that an area where lines cross? 
is that an area of high amplitude, high strength of energy? Is that an area where grid lines crisscross? And Ra'an answers, it is an area of intersection of flow lines. And it is not necessarily high amplitude, but can be low amplitude as it is a resting point in the intersection of areas. As you view the earth, there are certain intersections where the flow changes direction. These would be called node points. There are points in between where the amplitude reaches out over the earth. And it is these areas where the energies can get stronger. It is altered by the rotation of the earth also. And when adds, there, there's a lot of negativity on Earth. If there's a war, if there's people cutting down rainforests, if there are things where humans are hostile to each other or where humans are hostile and aggressive to the environment, does that impact the grid systems of the Earth? And Ra'an responds, yes, it impacts the grid systems, as it can create intense disruption in the flow of the electrons in and through the areas, and the structure can get upset and can create a momentary disruption where the energies of creation and all of the energies to do with the planetary rotation and the rotation of the solar system can fill in the area again and begin to create a new homeostasis in the area. And when asked, when the grid system gets screwed up because of things happening on our planet, does that mean the flow of energy from the cosmos gets screwed up on our planet? Is the grid system the mechanism for the energy to flow through to get to the earth and to get to us? And Ra'an's response is the energy, the localized energy around an area of disruption often will disrupt the outgoing flow and the ingoing flow and it can then be readjusted and overtaken by the flow of energies incoming within the planetary system and the rotational spin of the earth, which then will tend to repair and heal the holes and disruption in the energy that has been created. And when asked, do they get healed? Does the energy get repaired over time or does it stay broken? What is actually the mechanism? And if on a Sunday call we send light to a given area or through a different area, are we participating in repairing the grid lines in that area? And Ra'an answers, yes, you definitely are assisting in repairing the grid lines. 
as when there is an area of disruption that has been created by war and explosions, then the surface of the earth has been disrupted and the energies have been disrupted. The spirits that are protecting the areas have been disrupted and they will be renewed and healed by the incoming energies in the attempt to repair. And when as with the grid system, we have places like the pyramids and places like Machu Picchu, different places that people consider nexus points or special points or sacred areas. Are those places still sacred or is that just something that was in the past and the energy has shifted? And raw on answers. There are energy patterns that are set up over the whole earth. And in the past, ancient times, there has been the understanding of how the grid lines flow on the earth. And there have been pyramids built all over the world that have been set to stabilize the grids, particularly in the time of Atlantis. They are built on nodes and amplitude points of the grid system and are set to help and stabilize the grid systems and keep the energy flowing consistently as an aid to the earth. And when asked, so in the time of Atlantis, they understood the purpose of the energy system and did they consciously use things to keep the energy flowing in the grid system? Raw on, yes. When? Then did that continue over in ancient Egypt when the Atlanteans came to Egypt? Were the pyramids part of that attempt to keep the grid system flowing? And raw on responds, yes, they are. They are part of that grid system. Uh, and the pyramids are still important and are still working to help stabilize the grid system. However, there have been recent earthquakes that have shifted the grid system and have placed the energy grids in slightly different points. There are some areas where the pyramids are now covered with water and they are still assisting. However, they have been somewhat damaged. And if one were to take the grid system from them and expand on the grid system from now and move it over Earth, fit it over Earth, it has shifted slightly. And when asked, are there situations and circumstances in the solar system where negative forces have attempted to control the grid system through portals. And Ra'an responds, there are races that understand the grid system and have been using it to arrive and depart. And when asked, in other words, they need these energies And these energies are like tracks for beings to come in and out of this realm? Yes. Well, I 
find that rather interesting. And I really think that we should maybe pay a little more attention as, uh, to the grid system on this particular call. Um, I'm going to turn it back to you, Jackie. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie. That was great information. Um, in fact, our early Sunday calls, early as in um, 15 years ago, uh, we used to call that the planetary grid healing call, and uh, it's morphed into the whole planet healing call now. And that was a perfect uh historical account of that and the uh, perfect segue into our next portion of our call because we are going to join Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, and she researches the most recent earthquake and volcanic activities on our planet. And this is because our sources have asked us to stay informed of these current events and they will add their energy to our efforts to soothe Mother Earth, always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all is considered. They've also advised us that the most beneficial offering we can extend is the energy of calmness. So as Jennifer guides us to each area of activity, let's gather our group energy and let's focus that calming frequency, uh, a calming intent to all areas of concern. Jennifer? Thanks, Jackie, and you're absolutely right. I want to invite Mother Earth to travel with us and also our sources who are already here. They can increase our intent for calm as we journey around the globe. And the first place we look at tonight is Hawaii. And Hawaii had a pretty good day today. Um, 2.6 was the largest. And that was out um, on or maybe past Loihi, the seamount that's um, on the map. It looks as though it's in that region, out in the ocean. And then looking at Pahala, the largest was 2.5 and less. And we just had a, a one earthquake that was a 2.2 over by Kilauea. And then that was about all. There was one small activity on Mauna Loa. So we do appreciate this good day that Hawaii had. And we pray for calm for tomorrow, um, especially for the things that we can't see. Undersea volcanoes, fracture lines. There is a hot spot in that area. And anything else that affects this area, and just send calm down for tomorrow. And now we're going to move south towards uh, New Zealand, where on the islands of New Zealand, we didn't have anything that was over a four. So we're going to move north along the Kermadec Trench. The first thing we come to is a 5.2 at the Kermadec Islands. Following the trench northward to Tonga, we had a 5.0. Heading west now over to Papua New Guinea, we had a 4.6. Continuing to Indonesia, 
in the crescent of Indonesia. We had a 4.6. And then northward to the Mariana Islands, we had a couple of activities, 4.7 and a 4.6. North to Japan, 4.3. And then we're going to skip Russia, nothing happened there, and move on to Alaska. We had a 3.8 at Chiniac, which is um, Island Aleutians, and a 2.3 in central Alaska. And this was in the area, um, I do believe, of uh, Denali in that region. There's a lot going on there. And then we're going to move down into Washington, which was kind of quiet today. Um, although there was um, some rumbling between Mount St. Helens and Mount Rainier, there was a 2.3 at Morton, Washington. And that's probably more associated with Mount St. Helens than Mount Rainier, right in the middle between them. And um, then moving through Oregon, nothing reported, down into California. Now, we did have a 2.7. And this is out on the depth fracture, the Cascadia Basin. And this is the in the area where it's called the Gorda Escarpment. And if you're not familiar with it, it's where everything meets at the Mendocino Triple Junction, Northern California. And then moving down to the state, we had a good day. Um, the geysers are always rumbling. San Andreas. Down into Southern California, um, the largest today was San Clemente Island, it had 3.6, and then on land, Borrego Springs 3.3. And then on the eastern side, we do still have some activity, Ridgecrest, and north of that, we have Long Valley, and north of there, we have um, the Walker area. And then we also send Coleman to this one that's been ongoing in Navarre. Kevin O'Neill there. But there's like, let's see, we're 14 earthquakes in this Eureka, Nevada. And I, I can't really see or understand what's going on there. So let's just send calm. And then moving directly down into uh, Mexico, we had a 4.5 in the Gulf of California, and then moving down into Mexico, 4.3. And then if you follow, if you go straight south um, off of like Guadalajara, say, or Mexico City, straight south, there's um, a whole bunch of fracture lines there. And this is one of the areas that's called the East Pacific Rise. We did have 4.1 there. And this is actually on the western edge of the Guatemala Basin, it's called. And then moving down through um, the rest of Central America, nothing much going on. And then down into uh, South America, did have some interesting activity there. Right in the, I don't know how to describe it, right in where the um, crook is, uh, in, in Peru, right where it makes that funny little, um, like, indentation there. There's been an ongoing swarm still continuing, and, and they're kind of sizable, 
5.1, 5.0, and some others. Um, and it is still ongoing there. And then moving down into Chile, we had a 5.0 and some others, less than that before. And then uh, down into Argentina, we had a 4.1. And then moving around the southern tip of South America and moving all the way north to um, Strait of Gibraltar. Then come to that area, low-level swarming. And moving across Europe, everything was um, quite low level. So we got to Albania, 4.1, 4.1 in Greece. And then at the place where Saudi Arabia, Yemen, and Oman, they're on that peninsula like just off the coast of Yemen. Uh, it's called the Gulf of Aden, and we had 4.6 there. And then just north of that is. Uh, Iran, and there was a 4.2. And those two are definitely linked. One's on one side of the plate, and one is on the other. And then moving quickly, we're going to uh, zip up to Russia, Mongolia border, where we have a 4.2. And then moving south to India, to the Bay of Bengal. And if you're not sure where that is, it's um, east off the coast of India and Sri Lanka, and we had a 4.9 there today. And then that dumps us right back out into Indonesia. I'd like to thank everybody for participating, and I'll send you guys back to questions. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Well, in just a few moments, we will be going on one of Wynn's guided visualizations where he will address many of the other issues that concern us. But right now, the phone lines are unmuted, and you have this opportunity to put your concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that free will and the highest and greatest good for all be considered. And if you're on BBS radio, this is also the right time to put your concerns into the light. And I'd like to thank you all for your contributions and your service tonight. Thank you, Jackie. So we have a limited time, so we will keep it short with the um, open mic. Okay, thank you so much. Unmuted. This is Morning Skype in Oregon. I'd like to put in the light. The use of a free wheelchair for Wynn and Terry, which the Veterans Association just announced two yeah. days ago. We already have it, okay? Oh, you do? Okay. Thank you. Bye. Okay. <laughs> I would like this to continue Kathleen to from ask. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Kathleen. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, this is Kathleen in Bloomfield, Vermont, and I would like to put my son, Andrew Hartig, and my daughter-in-law, Margaret Damore Hartig, and baby Hugo into the light. They are under quite a bit of stress to make ends meet and I'm just asking for an energetic boost for my loved ones. Thank you so very much. I would like to continue to ask for rain for the Southwest United States uh, and rain here in California where our reservoirs have run dry 
and anywhere else on the planet where there are drought conditions. Um, I'm also continuing to send love and light and laughter and hope to the children of the world and also a balance of energies across the planet uh, in all the right measures, all the right means. And I'm going to include in this uh, a strengthening of the grid system, which I just read about earlier in the call. And lots of love and healing to Terry. Thank you. Muted. Are you there, Wynn? This is Wynn, yeah. Uh, We better just jump to my closing visualization. And, uh, you know, usually Jennifer puts everybody in the light. So all of you on the call, everybody that needs more uplifted energy, everyone that needs healing, there's energies on this call that can help uplift you. And some people do get miracles. So I just want you to think what you want right now. And we're going to do a very quick visualization. Usually it's about 15 minutes, and i got to cut it down to nine minutes right now. So um, I'll do my best. The idea here is we are going to scan our planet for everything. There's a lot of situations on our planet Earth that could go this way or that way. There's a lot of forces and intentions competing for outcomes. And we are going to put a certain, a whole scan of various things into this field of energy for the most positive outcomes. And the reason this is powerful is because it's not just us on the line, but we have our group soul friends joining us on these outcomes when they deem it's for the highest good of all concerned and honoring free will, then they will join and hugely magnify the energy, which can create miracles. So we surround our planet, and we can do this because we're with them. They they are huge, and we with our group we're going to be repeater stations, and we're going to. Focus the energy of love, light, higher realms to the surface of our planet, asking to uplift the vibration wherever it can be lifted. We go to the humans who are service to others on our planet, to the children and the young people, that they develop wisdom as they get older, to the animals and the pets, Blessing the relationship of pets and their owners where they keep each other's hearts open. We go to the trees and the plants and the grass that pick up the energy from the higher realms, move it through their bodies and through their roots and into the earth. We go to the rocks, the minerals, and the crystals and the insects, 
who are part of the cycle of nature, like the bees, for the preservation of their species. We go to the fish, the sea life, the dolphins, and the whales, and now we go through the surface of the earth into the interior of the earth, and we send this energy to earth for healing. And it's our understanding that the earth goes through suffering for all the processing she has to do with the humans on this planet. So a moment of healing for earth. We go to the energy waves that travel through the earth and we send the energy. These are the ones that terminate in potential earthquakes and volcanoes and we send the energy of calm. We go to the surface of the earth and we're going to still work on earthquakes and volcanoes from a different angle than Jennifer did because we are going to work on all the potential earthquakes for the future, where all the fault lines are. And we're not going to go through them specifically. We don't have time. But we're going to go through the three major earthquake zones to start with. And we first do the Ring of Fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean. And we put a column of light around the whole area and also vulnerable islands in the Pacific sending calm energy. The new Madrid fault line centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. We send a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter going through the ground in all vulnerable areas sending calm energy. We go to the Mid-Atlantic Fault Line. It goes down the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, stretching from the North Pole to the tip of South America. But a longitudinal column of light penetrating through the water and into the ground underneath the water. We go to all of the Earth, potential earthquakes and volcanoes in all the various locations on our planet. Ask our sources to help locate them and send this calm energy. And then any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to occur because the Earth has to release stress that they occur gradually and away from um, population centers. We go to other out-of-balance situations, starting with coronavirus, its mutations, and any other contagious pathogens now are in the future, asking to render them harmless, strengthening the immune systems of humans, um, transmuting toxins in vaccines. We go to the awareness of people, and we ask for the increased awareness as to the truth of what's going on on our planet and the negative agendas that are going on on our planet. We ask for increased awareness of the higher sources that can 
send energy and intentions in our direction and help shift outcomes. We send this energy and the Christ energy to people who suffer and ask that they have a handhold to lift above their suffering. We go to all the places where there's droughts. We ask for rain. We go to the governments of our planet. We ask for um, qualities of leadership that make people feel safe, cared for, and protected. And all those plan- uh, all of those countries and groups that are adversarial with each other can find ways and means to settle their differences peacefully. We go to droughts and we ask for rain. We go to um, interventions. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. And we ask that toxic materials on our planet are transmuted and do not harm people. Anything in food, air, water, or medicine. And finally, we bring this energy back to ourselves. We see it moving through the universe and landing on our personal rooftop where we can invite it into our home to lift the vibration and turn our home into a sacred place. And we can move this energy through our bodies, opening our chakras, um, healing us, moving through energy blocks and obstacles, and transmuting our DNA. And on that note, we're going to end the verbal part of this call. If you're on BBS and listening, if you want to learn more about our work, go to the Spirit Channel. TheSpiritChannel.net. We have 10 conference calls a week, which if you start attending them, you'll change your vibration. Most people do. And um, we also have archives of all of our 2,000 calls in the past where you can hear our conversations with our sources about the most deepest topics that no one has ever revealed the answers to. On that note, thank you, BBS. Thank you, everyone here, and we'll see you next time. This session is no longer being recorded.